tunnel system within the church, and so secret tunnel, secret tunnel through the mountain, through the churches, through the churches of down below. Anyway, that's a that's a banger. Oh my god, that's a number one top hit. Yeah, it's gonna gonna release a song. But anyways. So I also saved this moment because I wanted to capture it on on the audio. I've been waiting for this. I'm excited. This is not, like, I got you a shirt, but it's not this one. But I know you'd be excited for this one as well. Okay. It has nothing to do with oh, what, it's what we're talking wearing. about today. Oh, it's why you've been zipped up. So z- zipped. Now I'm, I'm... What's happening? Seductively, not seductively. <laughs> You're trying, I'm though. Stuck. A for effort. <gasps> Shut the front door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I can get you one of these two. My golly! No, wait. It's. I love it. <laughs> All right, let me try to explain it. <laughs> okay, ready this to go. is wearing a black T-shirt. <laughs> yes. Who am I wearing? With a white logo on it, and it's got the Grishaverse logo. And then around it, it has two crows, and it says, No mourners, no funerals! Ah! Snap, snap, snap. This was by the Dear Rider Co. You can find her shop on Etsy. She does, like, amazing things. And I... Fast shipping and pretty colors. And you can get this shirt, like, in any color you want, which is cool. I just went black, because... Whatever, but... And for those of you that haven't gotten here yet, uh, No Mourners, No Funerals is the like the tagline for Six of Crows, which is just so good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect book. We'll talk about it later, but it's perfect. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of Etsy shoutouts. There are, because <laughs> speaking of Etsy shoutouts, before we get today going, we are going to light a candle. We're not going to tell you who it is, but it will give us the energy we need. Oh, that's right. To yeah, do this, to do this, um, to do this podcast. But when we get to his character name, we will give you a shout out. And let you know how this actually smells. But we are ceremoniously lighting it because this is the man we stand. Hum. Beautiful. Uh, this candle was also done by Nessie Shop, aka Briarwick. They've got scents for everything. If you go there, you'll probably see all of my reviews because I cannot <laughs> stop commenting on this. And um, everything, I don't know how people do it, but the candles smell exactly like the characters, and I'm just in awe. And now I have like 17 candles, so. I wouldn't be shocked, Alyssa, if you were bankrolling this Etsy shop right now. <laughs> yes. Every time I see you. <laughs> You've got another candle. And they're really cute. <laughs> and they come in all different colors, and you can get them for different characters or different books. Or you bought me the Lathe House one. Yes, I did. Because I love Ninth House. <laughs> um, and it smells so freaking good. It's got a cute little sticker on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. So, officially, un- really not officially unofficially sponsored by <laughs> Briarwick because I can't stop buying their candles. Wow, they're gonna send us a cease and desist. <laughs> Probably. Like, please don't ever speak our name <laughs> on your show again. It's honestly disrespectful. As per the usual. Oh, well. Uh, well. Whatever. That gets us into today. Yeah, hi, welcome! Hi, yeah, we should probably say hi! <laughs> hi! This is everything but the book. I'm Alyssa. I'm Sarah. And Hi! 
Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, we're two best friends, and we like to talk about books. And today we are continuing our discussion of <laughs> Lee Bardugo's Shadow and Bone trilogy with the second installment, Siege and Storm. And I've finally come around to Grisha. Grisha. Because, shout out to Trevor Forrest. I asked okay. him, because I know that he studied, like, Russian and was abroad and everything. I was like, okay, read this word. I just spelled Grisha out. Or, like, I wrote Grisha down. I was like, read this word as a Russian with an American accent. How would you say this word? And he goes, Grisha. I was like, damn it, she's right. Okay, fine. I will respect. I That's my ignorance. So, we I'm did. fully bought into Grishaverse. Sweet. Okay, now <laughs> I'm going to be the one that messes it up. <laughs> See our last episode for the battle <laughs> with pronunciation that we had on some of the things in this book. Oh, man. But, yeah. Siege and Storm. Yeah. Here is you your... Give, what? Give, give the people what they want. There's the non-spoiler summary! The spoiler-free review! <laughs> <laughs> okay. After the recent events of the Darkling's show of power... Enlarging the Shadowfold and claiming innocent lives, Alina and Mal find themselves on the run in a new country. As the threat of the Darkling presses in upon them, they must try and find the next two amplifiers before they fall into the wrong hands. To do this, Alina and Mal must make new friends and enlist them to their cause to stand against the Darkling. But will it be enough? New secrets, new faces, and new powers challenge and push Alina into making difficult choices. For herself? Or for her country? Ooh. Nice. Maybe I just give up and just write summaries. But I get paid to read, though, right? Read the book, write a summary? Yeah. I feel like Someone hire me. <laughs> Be my side hustle. Monster.com. But don't tell, don't tell my boss. <laughs> I'm eating a ginger candy to go along with my tea. Mm, fabulous. What tea do you have today? It is a Tazo. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't die. I need you in my life. Tell me about my ginger candy. <laughs> okay. Tazo green tea. This isn't one of my fancy Harvey and Sons teas. This mm. is my, my run of the mill. There you go. This is how you know I'm wealthy, right? Is that Tazo is my everyday tea. You rich bitch. Rich! <laughs> uh, I also have a tea as well. It is called... Okay. <laughs> Le, Le Rojo Bowl. Uh, it's sugar-free. That Just was kidding. The, it's a red that was. I hated that. There was something about you saying La Rojo Bull that made me want to jump out the window. Ah, well, we are in the second story. It would do you in. I could survive. Maybe like a like a rolled ankle. Yeah. Then I'd just have to sit around and read books for a few weeks. Wouldn't that be tragic? Interesting. I'm going over to the window now. <laughs> Anyways, for not for an unrelated reason, I'm going to open the window. <laughs> Alright. Shall we shall we get into Siege and Storm? Let's do it. Okay. So we left off at the last at the end of Shadow and Bone with a new country and a new scarf that they stole, starting off right, you know, just criminals in a new country. Mal, Mal and Alina go to a new country. Yeah. They escape the Shadowfold, they leave everybody they think for dead, they don't know if anybody survived because those two said deuces and said, good luck with the Shadowfold, you bitch. <laughs> you bitch. Yeah, bitch. And so, yeah, now they're in a new country and... Uh, Alina still had a bunch of her hairpins in her hair, so that's kind of how they're surviving. It's the gold, but little do they know. 
somebody's trying to hunt for them. Actually, it's not little do they know. They know somebody's trying to hunt for them. They're right. just trying to survive. Very largely do they know. <laughs> it's rather obvious. That the Darkling, the big baddie... The big hot baddie. The big morally gray hottie. Does, the... do they, <laughs> does she ever explain him being hot? Probably Like, not. at some point, she's got to say that he's handsome or I, something. Agreeable to or the do, face. I don't know. Did we just all con- agree conclusively... That he was hot. Well, we don't know, but we do know that she was on the like on the show as like a consultant, right? And right. she helped, you know, get Ben Barnes cast. So you tell me if she thinks he's hot. You have a point there. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, he is hot. Ah Yeah. So they they're in Noivizem. Yep. Noivizem. Yeah. Which earlier I got confused. Right. Uh, I had said, oh, I think that's, like, they're, this version, this world's version of India, and you said, I think it's their version of America. I think you're right. <laughs> I was getting it confused with the Suli. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That would be, like, the, in- yeah, that would be India. Yeah. I would agree with that. As in the subcontinent India. Yeah. Um, the, the, literally the first couple pages, something happens in here that because we read Shadow and Bone first, mm-hmm. before reading Six of Crows, mm-hmm. it seemed kind of odd to me, but Mal has this interaction with a character that we don't really know who oh. it is. So... What page? Um, it's literally right in the beginning. Okay. Maybe I was just an idiot. It's not did like I write it thing. down? Oh, it's page nine. I page did write nine. it down. Perfect. I'm a you. Genius. Page nine. Why don't you? Why don't you read that? Why don't you read that for me? <laughs> I love it. I Jeff. Maybe Jeff. <laughs> I you know it. who it is. <laughs> so we're like Jeff. Maybe Jeff. I'm like, why does it matter? Why does it matter that he's talking to some tall, skinny Zemeni? First of all, I don't know what a Zemeni is at this point. This Zemeni guy who's got. Like a pistol or something strapped to it. I was like, holy shit. Later, Maul says, oh, you remember Jess, right? J-E-S? Jess? It's fucking Jesper Fahey from Six of Crows. What the fuck? Thank you, lady. Thank you for that. I love it. Oh my god. I I knew it probably had something to do with it, but I didn't know what because obviously I hadn't read Six of Crows. Right. So... I thought that was just the coolest little Easter egg that she dropped in there. For real, like, I hey, didn't even tab it. I'm an idiot. Right? I, I didn't tab anything. I literally tabbed one thing in this book, and it's on page 373, and going back and looking at it, I'm like, why did I tab it? I don't even know what on that page made me tab it. I don't have any tabs there. Yeah, see? I don't even <laughs> remember. So I added all these this morning. <laughs> Probably because it says, uh... Why he let his monster bite me. Probably that. Ooh, that sounds way <laughs> sexier than... <laughs> I was like, mm. Oh, no! So that I would always wear his mark. I could see that. Oh, maybe that was why. I don't know. I also don't think I was, like, into tabbing books yet when I read this one. Because mm-hmm. Siege, Stor- Siege of Storm had no tabs, but then Ruin and Rising, the next one, has multiple tabs. And I commit cardinal sins with books i dog yeah, she does. i dog ear pages she's the worst and i break spines so yeah. notice on rune and Not rising bo- 
The spine is clean. broken. Clean. I know, season, my Siege of Storm one is pretty clean. I try actively very hard not to bend it, so I will sit here and just, like, read it like <laughs> Put, this. Stick your nose, like, into the oh, center of it. Yeah, I have, I dog ear the tops of the page, I dog ear the bottom of the page. It, I have so many dog ears in this book. I'm sorry to whoever borrows it next. But, yeah. This, <laughs> I'm this looking at it with dis- such disdain. <laughs> This book is destroyed. Oh. Okay, back to season story. Sorry. About Sorry. That. Okay, so Jesper's in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this. I think they're gonna somehow wrap this into the TV show since the timelines for Shadow and Bone and Six of oh, Crows are a little be really bit good, yeah. jolted. Yeah. Like it would make sense because Jesper's not in Ketterdam yet. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, that is right in the beginning, page nine. Cute little thing. This candle smells amazing. It's like blowing your way. I'm like, let me smell. I'm loving it. No, I will have all of it. <laughs> Alrighty. But yeah. So like within like the first ten pages, their little happy honeymoon is fucking over. The Darkling shows up <laughs> literally immediately. Like they don't even get on the run from him for more than, I think it's actually 15 pages. Right. Like um, the Darkling comes in, he finds them. They were very easily traceable because they're what, 18, 19 years old at this point. They're Uh not very smart. They have no money whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Alina takes the hairpins that Jenya put in her hair Mm -hmm. and uses that to pay for their voyage across the true sea, which is an actual sea, Mm -hmm. over to Noivizem, and they're staying in this, like, just completely run-down inn. That's, like, above a seedy bar. Right. The Darkling finds them immediately. He's got... New scars on his face, which here's where I'm like, oh, he's hotter, isn't he? Oh yeah, I Darkling shows up, said, "What up? What? Here I am." (laughs) He's got new scars because he was pretty badly injured on the fold, so his face is kind of covered in scars, and they've been tailored by. Oh, we can only assume Genya tailored a bit, but they're still there. And he shows up with something else that's new, and he says to (sighs) Lena. Like, thank you for the gift you gave me on the fold. And she looks at his scars, and he's like, no, no, not those. But thanks for those, too. <laughs> and he summons these shadow. Okay, so he's a shadow summoner. That sounds stupid. But he like summons different. these, like, living shadow creature things. Mm-hmm. And for some they reason... what they were. No. I can't remember what they're called. I have their their name, but they, okay. they say the name later, but they're the Nichevoya? Okay. Nichevoya? Nichevoya? I'm down with Ni- that. Nichevoya, Nichevoya. Which roughly translates to the nothings. And they're like these living shadows, and the Darkling has control of them. So now he has an entire shadow army. Because he couldn't control the Volcra, but he can control these things. And that's like the yeah. biggest difference, is that like, he created the Volcra, but those are like mindless, like, soul-sucking creatures. But these things, these little things obey him. They're like his little creepy minions. So thanks, Alina, for that. I don't. That would come to bite me in the ass later. (laughs) The science is not explained as to how her power somehow gave the Darkling this Elsa-like power to create life. I don't know. All we know is that he has it now, and it's horrifying. Yep. And so Alina and Mal are captured. And they get knocked out and taken onto a ship. Yep. So you get thrown right into the story at the beginning here. Darkling's like, we got one amplifier, we're finding the other two. Yep. 
He's like, like, I ain't wasted no time. We're going to find the next uh, legendary Pokemon. And again, the science is not explained, and I'm pretty... How the fuck do you track a sea creature? But I don't know. Mal's gonna do it. I'm like, ah, man. This is hokey as all get out. What do you mean he can track a sea creature? This is why they have to keep him alive, right? Because I don't think anybody else can. Other than sightings of... This creature is, like, The Loch Ness Monster. It's, yeah. The Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) The Rusalai. Rusalai. Or that thing we fought in D&D. They call it a sea whip, but it's like a sea serpent. Okay. Yes. Nessie, but with right, we're hunting more the Loch Ness monster. And how do you track it? I don't know. Maul does. He like there's some rocks. The, the part of the sea that they're going to because they're on a ship now is mm-hmm. called the Bone Road, and I assume that's because there's these rocks that jut up out of the water. Yeah. And he like tracks the markings on the rocks. Like somehow this ancient creature who's managed to stay alive for this long is gonna leave a trace on the rock with its claws or some shit. Maybe it's just itching up against it because maybe those rocks. It's marking its territory. (laughs) Or or like getting a good scratch, like good scratches. The rocks give good scratches. Actually. Actually. You say that as a joke. (laughs) But that would make sense, wouldn't it? If it like rubbed up against the rock and somehow left a sheen Rocks, of its, like, it scales steals. on there, then you'd be able to track it. I guess. But why wouldn't be... it do that underwater? Yeah. Where no one could see? <laughs> Not just, the rocks feel different in the air versus the sea. I don't know. Shit, Again, maybe. Science is not explained. Right, yeah. But, so, the important part here is that Mal is able to track Still alive. Rusalai, <laughs> the... Oh! <laughs> Oh, he is very much alive. So they track Rusalai, this ancient sea serpent Pokemon. They are on a ship that does not belong to the Darkling. Nope. Like, ironically, he doesn't own a ship, but he, like, highest bids out, like, one of the most intense, like, famous privateers. Yeah, he hires a pirate. A literal pirate ship. Yeah. Which is a smart play on the Darklings' part, because pirates, privateers, Mm -hmm. they're loyal to the bottom dollar. They're loyal to whoever can pay. Mm -hmm. So they don't have a loyalty... To a country, to other people. Exactly. Supposedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Right. This is is the idea. So they're on this ship. Uh, there's, they've got a very diverse crew. The crew mm-hmm. members come from all over, what is this world called? Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember. I was like, Ravka, no, that's the country. Right. Or is this just the, does the it, Rishavers? Does it have a name? No. It does not. Okay. This is just, I'm guessing it's just the Grishavers. The Grishavers. Sure. Yeah. We've got Shuhan people there. We've got the Southern Colonies, Kerch, Ketterdam, right? I think somebody's from Ketterdam. I don't know. All over the place. Yeah. So he's got this whole crew, and it's captained by... The legendary... Sturmhond. I, I want to say Sturm, like Strum, but I know it's not Strum, Sturm. Sturmhond. 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 Yes. And so... He's not like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> He's not like Jack Sparrow. Maybe. maybe they describe him as having, like, ruddy hair and a broken nose and a very pronounced chin. Yeah. 
not sexy. Not yeah. the sexy pirate we were hoping for. <laughs> he, so he first shows up on page 36. I know, I actually wrote page numbers down this time. This is Are you proud of me? <laughs> oh, so did I. Well, I tabbed it, but that was not, it was part of the plot. Yeah, so one of the Darkling's thugs, Ivan, is, like, bullying Alina, or Mal, or I don't know, he's being a bully, and yeah. he hears, like, the clicking of the gun, and this is when Sturmhan shows up, and he's, like, pointing a gun barrel in his throat, being like, um, my ship has rules, baby girl. <laughs> Or he doesn't say baby girl, but you but get the he, point. he totally could have. It was just, it wouldn't be far out of the norm for him to say that. Right. From the second this character enters this book, it is a non-stop quote fest. Yes. He's dropping one-liners left and right. More than the Darkling. More than, way more. So many good ones. This character is so Legend. witty. I want to be his friend. <laughs> I just... I'd die, because he's just so funny. I just, yeah. I love this character. love Sturmhan. One, love that he's a pirate. I have a thing for pirates. <laughs> I love pirates. Um, so, they've hired Sturmhan, and they're going to fight Rusalai, and uh, this is the point. I, I pointed this part out specifically because Alina and Jenya... Mm-hmm. are reunited, mm-hmm. and Alina knows that Jenya was kind of working for the Darkling the whole time, and sort of stabbed her in the back a little bit. This was yeah. the person that she first f- felt was her first real friend, yep. outside of Mal, and, like, was able to... <laughs> the faces you make whenever I say Mal. <laughs> Mal. Whoops. Mal. Mal! <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so Jenya was the first real friend that Alina was ever able to make, and it... It was such a betrayal. Bless you. you. Yeah, the, the Darkling betrayed her, but his name's the Darkling. Of right. course he was going to betray you. <laughs> but Jenya, though. Yeah, that hurt. Like, you were my friend. Mm-hmm. And so they, they get to have this interaction in which Jenya reveals to Alina the names and, like, how many people ended up getting killed on the fold. Because Alina's been wondering about this, like, how many people did I end up actually killing in that final battle in Shadow and Bone on the fold? Like, yeah, I did it for a good reason, to get her and Maul out of there and to stage this grand escape and to try and defeat the Darkling. But how many quote-unquote innocent Grisha were, were killed? It's like somewhere in the realm of 30 or 40. Yeah. And so now Alina has to deal with this guilt of being like, wow, those people's blood is on my hands because of the decisions that I made. I'm a murderer. <laughs> but he's a murderer! <laughs> they still kind of keep him. Yeah, so I, I thought that was a really yeah. significant part of this reunion between them. Yeah. And then she's like, I missed you, and Alina's like, I missed you too. Even though you stabbed me in the back, you cold-hearted bitch. She didn't say that part. She definitely felt it, though. I'm ad-libbing here. It's canon now. You can't, mm-hmm. can't convince me otherwise. No, yeah, it was a quote. <laughs> it was a quote. Check, hey, the, t- check the tape. <laughs> I said what I said. Yeah. So, that was cute. The Darkling is, like, using Maul to influence... Not influence, but manipulate Alina. Alina. She's like, I'm not gonna do it. And he's like, I will straight up kill Maul. She's like, alright, I'll do it. <laughs> 
But then she kind of realizes, I think she realizes that the roles are somewhat reversed in the scenario, because then it comes apparent that Mal can track. Mm-hmm. And so then the Darkling starts using Mal, sorry, Alina against Mal, of like, hey, if you don't track this thing, she's gonna, I'll kill her, fuck it, whatever. He's like, no, you won't. And he goes, okay. And you're like, I feel like he, like, proves a point and, like, hurts her in some way. And he's like, oh my god! Yeah, he's, he does it to both of them. He says something like, you, like, you two are so predictable, you prick one and the other bleeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so, so terrible. Like, clearly he's jealous. So much. So much jealousy. But in addition to the jealousy, this is, when it came to the Darklings character, this is one of the parts that kind of confused me, because as I expressed in the last episode, when reading Shadow and Bone, I couldn't tell if there were any points in time in which the Darkling, like, ever actually had legitimate feelings for Alina, or if he was playing around the whole time. Or acting. Yeah. Yeah, and they have, like, this weird, like, sexual frustration in the, um, like, just any time. So it's it's interesting because, like, we know that Alina and Maul are, like, super together, but she also has these still, uh, what is it, unresolved feelings for the Darkling, so anytime right. he's near, like, she, like... She, you know, she gets flushed, she, she, like, kind of, like, leans into him and stuff like that. Yeah, they have a power connection. It's so weird, man. It's, I was very conflicted of what I wanted. And he touches her a lot. Yeah. Not, not like, inappropriately, necessarily, but he touches her face a lot, he'll touch her arm, mm -hmm. and that, like, opens the channel of power between them. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's always inserting himself into her personal space. Very much so. Um, but yeah, he... He says something else here that he, when he's like, I know what you feel when you're with the tracker. And she's like, no, you don't. Like, you don't know how much I love Mal. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. He's like, I know that, like, every day it's increasingly becoming clear how different the two of you are. He's like... That's only gonna get worse. <laughs> like, he's never gonna be your equal. And, of course, she's very quick to retort that he is my equal and more. And the Darkling's like, sure, keep telling yourself that. You're super powerful. I'm super powerful. I get it. He doesn't. And as this book progresses, we start to see that exactly what the Darkling said comes to pass. The truth. Which... Leads us into the whole... Ugh, that was the worst in this book. But just the fact that in the first book he says, I see you, I recognize you, I understand you, but he he only sees the version of Alina that he's known, and he has to chart this un, like unchartable territory that he's never been in where Alina has more power than him. Usually it was Mal with the power or, like, the decision, or whatever. He was, like, the leader. But now, it's kind of on Alina. She's becoming more powerful. She's already got an amplifier. Um, we're searching for the other two. Like, these big things that are going on in Ravka are centered around Alina. And he doesn't know how to... He doesn't know, really know how to deal with that. Yeah. So it's interesting to see him go from... Just like the Dark Lane said, like, he's... Like, he understands that. But then Mal kind of starts flipping switches, and you can you can see it throughout the book. There's the blue, and I know it's basically Mal. It's not really the Darkling, but the stuff he says starts starts to make you wonder. Is like 
then again, this could be, like, their storming phase before they go into the norming phase, because it's new love, whatever. Sure. But, as they fight, figure out their feelings for each other, but, yeah, this, the Darkling understands, and that's, I think, as a point of, I know, I can't figure out where to put things. Where do I put anything? (laughs) I'm so... But I think as readers, it's hard for us as well, because we are conflicted, because we do see how the Darkling actually does care for Alina, which is super strange because he's never really done that with people. But we also understand that Mal is a good foil to Alina, and sometimes you need that in a relationship. You don't always need to be on the same page, and like you can have these different views that conflict and progress each other and challenge each other. So it's very confusing as readers because you're like, I don't know who to cheer for. Everybody, just everybody love everybody somehow. <laughs> everybody gets a happy ending, but... That's not not what happens. (laughs) I really appreciate that you said that because I know you don't like Mal's character. I don't. (laughs) At all. (laughs) But I I really love that you do recognize that just because Mal isn't perfect doesn't mean he's bad. Right. But the same can be said for the Darkling, even though he is the bad guy. Bad Mm -hmm. guy. Alright, I'm cutting that out for sure. <laughs> no. Um And so, yeah, we're kinda like is Alina even gonna end up with any of them <laughs> at, at, by the end of this series? Cause really, like what makes what makes a good match? I don't know. It sucks because he's got <laughs> You were gonna leave, I can only assume to go to the bathroom. Let's get a blow my nose real quick, but oh true. It's like I don't know what I woke up with and It's interesting because we already have the first book, Shadow Bone, talking about like the Darkling got introduced to the Darkling. We already knew there was Mal in the picture, but now we're starting to see Mal in the picture and you know what? Maybe it isn't down to two. Maybe it's up to three. As if a love triangle wasn't good enough for you people. <laughs> so after all of that, mm-hmm. they they track Rusalai, they kill it. But a mutiny happens first, doesn't it? Is it first or I think it's, it's right after. I think it's first, and then they separate, and then they get back together, right? Or is it? Is it? I not? feel like they they kill the thing, and then as soon as the Darkling thinks he's got, because he he's kind of distracted. Or is it... Uh, I think it's... I think it's the other way, because it's... It's like a one-two punch. It's very close together, where what one happens, and then the other... So Sturm, Sturmhan's crew turns on the Darkling's crew. Uh-huh. While they have... Yeah. Rusalai. Whether he's dead or not, honestly, it doesn't matter at this point. He's going to die. Spoilers. In case you didn't know. <laughs> We're gonna spoil this book. <laughs> so Sturmhan's crew turns on the Darkling... Fights them, beats them. I'm not, and then they they kind of like tie him up, and then I am turning my goddamn phone off. <laughs> the sea serpent, and they defeat the Darkling's crew, and then Sturmhan takes Alina and Maul and the scales from the sea serpent, sea whip, sea whip, and takes off and says that they're gonna go meet his client in Ravka. And so now they're on their way to Ravka, outside of the Darkling's clutches. For now. 
This part I also really highlighted, so they have a fabricator on the crew with them that fashions the scales into the next amplifier for Alina. And Maul's, and a bracelet. Maul's holding the scales, and as they go to put the last one in, he like doesn't want to hand it over right uh, away. He's the worst. And Alina's like, Maul, we need the scale, bro, like, what are you doing? And he just, like, touches the bare skin on her wrist where the scale is going to cover it. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell, this man is so conflicted. Yep. Because he's terrified. He was kind of terrified in the first book, too, of what this power will do to her. Yeah. So I think Maul knows that absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> but also, it changes her. It, it changes her physically, it changes her mentally. I mean, Alina is going through not only the process of becoming an adult, mm-hmm. but becoming one of the most powerful Grisha in this whole universe. Right. And it, I, it's kind of, I give Maul a little bit of a pass here for being really nervous about that. But only a little one. He only gets a little pass. He hands over the scale, and they fashion it into the next amplifier, and Alina is flooded with this light, and she feels hella powerful. And now she has two of Morozova's amplifiers. Yep. Yep. And that, again, it just kind of goes back to seeing those peaks. And I understand Mal is human. But at the same time, like, Alina is embracing her destiny. And, like, she knows that she's one of the only people who can stop the Darkling. And he doesn't really like that. And we see that, obviously, in his struggle. But it's also, it affects Alina if he's not on the same page as her. And so that kind of creates that unwanted tension. And one of the reasons why I don't like him. But, fair enough. Yo, fair enough. I get it. Valid opinion. Yeah. So with the flying ship. They get to the flying Sturman's ship. Sturman's ship can fly. Because it's, of course it can. <laughs> they, he has somehow mechanically engineered it to be able to utilize squalors to create mm-hmm. a f- flying ship. I mean, the science is actually kind of explained a little bit here. Yeah. He's able to create enough thrust and enough downward pressure with the with the Grisha power as well as the design of the ship mm-hmm. to make it fly. Yep. Which is wild. So then he flies it into the fold because he's a psychopath. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're going to fly it into the fold. And they're like, are you kidding me? And he's but like, why? <laughs> um, we have the one person who can guarantee us safe passage through the fold, a.k.a. Alina, because of all the sun shiny powers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's fucking do it. And people are like, no. And he's like, let's go. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> and so they do. And they go into the folds. And Alina is shining her light and then the Valkra come to attack them and this it's either the first or the second point where the cries of the Valkra sound to Alina like human cries as opposed to the cries of a monster Mm -hmm. and so she goes through this scene of being super super conflicted on killing the Valkra because she knows they were human at some point and now they see something about they seem to recognize her or they they sound more human to her, like calls to like, yada yada. Yep. And Sturmhans crew is like, hell yeah, it's it's hunting season, boys, and they are <laughs> taking out Volcara left and right with their guns and their infernai fiery power and 
all that stuff. And so they take out a horde of Volcra, and they're like, do you think we can get some more? And Lena's like, no, please, let's leave. Please, let's not do this. And then they try to get some more. They find a nest. Like a... Yeah. Like a... Like a hive? I guess. Of Volcra? I don't know. There's a bunch of them. In one small space. Right, sure. (laughs) And so they're like, oh, we can attack all these Volcra. And Alina is either not prepared to do this, or something. But the Volcra end up tearing enough... Uh, tearing enough of the sails and stuff that the the ship crashes. Yep. Yep, and this is the first time that we also see the fact that the Darkling can appear to her as well. Oh! Yeah. Oh, I forgot! He does that. Yeah, so because they kind of shared power a little bit, right? That happened? Am I... Yeah, they have like a mental... It's a thing. Oh, that's what I said. I said... They're connected. Where connecting. is it? Oh, I thought you were going to love this because it was really funny. I probably do love um, it. I said the Darkling Alina hashtag Kylo Ray thing. The Force Dyad. <laughs> you know what? It's... <laughs> I do love it. I'm a huge Raylo shipper. I love Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo and Ray. Yeah, so it's like a Raylo thing that they have that, like, the Darkling can appear to Alina and Alina can actually appear to the Darkling as well. So, I don't know how that similarity has not dawned upon me before. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is like, alright, I guess we're doing this. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. Maybe it is kind of like that. Darkling shirtless, who knows? The Force <laughs> is connecting their minds. But this is the first time that um, Alina sees it. And she freaks the fuck out because that's what happens. That okay, yeah, that part was actually very important. My bad. And so she can kind of feel him, which is also weird because you'd think it'd be like an illusion thing, but somehow they've created something real between them whenever they're connected. And so if he's like caressing her cheek, she can feel it. But she, they can't do. I don't think they can do harm to each other. But it's like they can like interact with each other. It's like touches and she can see like everything around him is sort of fuzzy uh-huh. but he comes in perfectly clear mm-hmm. and so she freaks out and um mal's like what's going on and this is a pivotal point i think because alina decides not to tell mal that the darkling can appear to her yes she keeps this huge secret from really him. crazy like i don't know why you wouldn't tell him that uh, then again, Mal's already been being, like, kind of shady of, like, I don't trust you, but I kind of do, and I think Alina would be like, Alina's decision was, I don't want him to not trust me any further, slash, Mal's hugely jealous. I mean, he's already, like, jealous of Stormhond, like, getting, like, somewhat close to Alina, even though, like, he saved her life, and Mal's like, I can't have this. I think it's fair to say that Mal is jealous of literally every single male character that interacts, <laughs> that recognizes Alina's existence in this book. <laughs> she is my girl, which possession is another reason why I don't like him. Big points against Mal here. Yeah. He's kind of a crazy man. Yeah. He gets super jealous. But. But anyways, yeah, so she gets distracted by the Darkling, and that's how uh, they end up crashing the ship, because she can't keep her power focused. They crash the ship, 
And then the best part of the book happens. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> so luckily they all survive the crash. They're able to like float down on the other side of the fold. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The the yeah. Fold. They're so they're on the south side because they're going to the other part of Ravka. Yeah. That's right. It's all come together now, and they're like all soaking wet because they fell into a big pond mm-hmm. or a lake, what have you. And as Sturmhan comes out of the lake and he takes off his flying goggles because of course he had flying goggles on because he's this man the best and he like runs his hand through his hair and Alina and Maul are just staring at him and they're like what the fuck because this is not Sturmhan it's not Sturmhan this he isn't the person he doesn't have a crooked nose he doesn't he... have ruddy hair uh uh-uh. he had I do oh, have it open to the I do, description okay, okay read it his chin had lost its pronounced point. His nose was still slightly crooked, but nothing like the busted lump it had been. His hair was no longer ruddy brown, but dark gold, neatly cut to military length, and those strange, muddy green eyes were now a clear, bright hazel. He looked completely different, but he was unmistakably Sturmhond. And so she immediately goes, you have a tailor. He's, he's like, no, no tailor. Well, I mean, kind of a tailor, but it was essential that the Darkling not recognize me. He hasn't seen me since I was 14, but it wasn't something I wanted to chance. Mal goes, who are you? That's a complicated question. Is it, though? Actually, it's pretty straightforward. (laughs) (laughs) But it does require telling the truth. Alina, my girl, coming in. Uh, People talk about it. Yeah, and then they get descended upon by some First Army guys. The First Army people saw the ship crash. Mm-hmm. And so they all come in and they get, they get surrounded, and then Alina's like, Sturmhan's like, let me handle this. Alina's like, you can't handle this, and he goes, yes, I can. And by the way, probably shouldn't call me Sturmhan for the next couple minutes. She's like, why? And he goes, because that's not my name. <laughs> that's not my name. That's uh-uh. not my name. That's not my name. So this colonel's like, explain yourself, boy. State your name and business before I have you stripped of that uniform and strung up on a tree. Sturmhan's like, whatever. He goes, when he spoke, his voice had a quality I've never heard in it before. I am Nikolai Lance. Lancelot? Lancelot? Lancelot. Lancelot. Okay, I didn't want to butcher it, but I did anyway. Major of the 22nd Regiment, soldier of the King's Army, Grand Duke of Udova, and the second son to his most royal majesty, King Alexander III, ruler of the double eagle throne, may his life and reign be long. Prince Nikolai the whole time. Yas queen. The whole time. <laughs> oh my god. So I think this is a good opportunity to say that the candle <laughs> lit earlier is the Nikolai candle. Strong winds, ocean breeze, and sea salt. And it's delicious. <laughs> Just as like him. <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth, honestly. <laughs> And I know this is, like, our first introduction to him, but you'll see why he's our most fucking favorite character. He just... So well, he's this—he's the same character, essentially. He just looks different, and now we know that he his name is, is <laughs> not just a privateer. He's not just a pirate. He's also the second prince of Ravka. Uh-huh. And he dropped a couple of very subtle hints earlier in the book that he wasn't just a privateer like that he wasn't who he says he was because he asked Selena like what you know what are you doing this for what are you fighting for and 
whatever her answer is, I don't know what it was, fuck all, but... Oh, it's so funny. He says something like, well, are you not a patriot? Like, do you not fight for your country? And I thought that was very weird coming from a privateer. So you're supposed to doubt his identity kind of from the get-go, and now we know why, because he is Prince Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's hot. And he's hot. Alina says something like, oh, and he's handsome. Yeah, he was the most handsome. <laughs> she said something like, he, he, and, yeah, and he's handsome, I thought, with a baffling jab of resentment. But she's like, I need to be like Mal's lady. I can't like anybody else. <sighs> Bitch, yes, you can. <laughs> so they go back to the capital. They go back to Os Alta. Yes. But on the way, Nikolai makes it a, like, a parade, almost. Yeah, it's like a press tour. Kind of, yeah. Like, I brought the Sun Summoner. Right. And he's like, making, oh my god. He's making sure people see him with Alina. Mm-hmm. Um, and know that she's alive, and know that he's alive, and that they're both in very good health, and that the Darkling hasn't killed them. What? Your eyes just got so big. I'm assuming it's because you got to the scene. Not to that scene. Oh, okay. Never mind. But before they go on this press tour... Oh! Oh! Duh! I'm such an idiot! (laughs) Like, he prefaces this press tour with, Hey, I want you to, like, help me. And she's like, why? And he goes... He's like, you can really help this country. uh You can unite Ravka. She's like, how the hell am I gonna do that? By helping me unite the first and second armies by becoming my queen. He's like, yeah, you're gonna marry me. <laughs> the audacity of this man. Oh, and then Mal immediately, like, goes to punch him. Yeah. Knowing he's the prince, knowing all this other stuff, he, like, throws him up against a wall, essentially. Immediately. <laughs> and Nikolai's like, Mustn't get now, now. now. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> oh, so funny. He's like, it just makes sense. It would be a marriage in name only, except for the matter of producing heirs. Just kneeling now, just to get a reaction. This man just knows how to like be himself, and I love it so much. Yeah. So Nikolai has uh, proposed marriage to Alina. She's like, <laughs> "The fuck," and he's like, "Think about it. It makes sense, doesn't it?" Yeah. And it kind of does. And she's like, not. She's not. Not into it. Yeah, she's not not saying no. Right. <laughs> she also kind of recognizes that there's a, I don't know, a that mutually beneficial sense. arrangement that they can come to here. Yeah, Mal is like, be whatever. Y'all's psychos. Y'all's psychos. No, like, no, no, no. Hear me out. And then she kind of is like, fine, I'll go back to you with Os Alta to Os Alta, and we'll go from there. Um, he's like, fair enough. I'll take what I can get. And again, they're going through, and they stop at a town. Um, I think it's really important for this part as well, because it's a good, a good pause reflection moment that Alina feels so much, and that's just one of the differences between her and the Darkling, is that Alina has empathy. She feels guilt, and she understands that with great power comes great responsibility, but it Thanks, also has... Thanks, Uncle Ben. Thank, you're welcome. But also has great consequences, and some of that was um, the Novo... Novo Cryburst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote that with, down, too. With all the names. And Alina's looking at these names, trying to commit them to memory, and that's just, again, showing how good of a protagonist she is and understanding her power, because you know, sure, shit, the Darkling isn't gonna do that. He sees 
the loss of some people's lives in Ravka good for the cause, but he's not going to, like, go back. He has no guilt over it. He's just... That's why he makes it, like, the morally gray monster, right? Because he he wants to reunite Ravka, but he's willing to use violence to get it, and that's... Yeah. I mean, we all understand war, but Alina has empathy for these people because they were taken against their will. These people had no idea this wasn't... They did not sign up for this war. They were not soldiers. These were just regular people. Some of them were children. One of them was eight months. One of them was 72 years old. Like, people who from all over the spectrum, and she wants to commit all of these names to memory. I think that's just one strong point of her character. And She wants to do good. She wants to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good Good argument for Alina, because I'm pretty annoyed by Alina in I mean, this same. book a lot. <laughs> Um, mainly because of the interactions between her and Mal. But this is a real standout moment for her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really have too many of those, which is really funny, yeah. considering that she is the protagonist of but this story. <laughs> this leads really well into what happens a couple of events later, which... When they get to Ols Alta, are we there yet? Yeah, basically. Um... She kind of starts embracing, because people are calling her, like, Sakta Alina, and, like, she's kind of more embracing that point, and then they get to Osalta. <laughs> when does he kiss her? <laughs> when they get to Osalta. Oh, think. shit! I... <laughs> Which is really... Dang it, I spoiled it! Hang on, I think it's this tab I remember down here. Yeah, please don't punch me. <laughs> yeah, Nic- <laughs> they, like, they're, like, going into a carriage together, and Nikolai looks at her dead in her face, into the windows of her soul, and is just like... Please don't punch me. <laughs> and he straight up kisses her. Crab's going wild. In front of all these people. Again, it's a very politically motivated move. Mm-hmm. He, even though she hasn't really agreed to marry him yet or like enter into this formal partnership with him, <laughs> he wants everybody to think that she has. Mm-hmm. So again, another male character using Alina for political advancement. Yeah. Even though, because it's Nikolai, we're okay with it. Because we love him. I mean, Annalena gets her revenge. She just, when she gets in the carriage, she kicks the fuck out of him in his shin. He's like, ah! She's like, he's like, do you feel better? She goes, next time, I'll cut you in half, because she has the power to use the cut. Oh, that's right! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Darkly can cut people with, like, air, and she can do it too. It's pretty sweet. I don't see why you're so upset. The crowd loved it. (laughs) I didn't love it. You didn't hate it. You didn't hate it! Promise not to kick me again, and I promise not to kiss you again. I, I only kicked man. you because you kissed me. I'll promise. All right, I promise. And we have a deal. And then he goes, um, like, next time you'll be asking for it. And I was like, ah! <laughs> oh. oh, it was so great yes. to me. I was like, yes, Nikolai. He's, oh, man. <laughs> Big, all right, big Edward Cullen vibes here. Wait till she says the words. Yep. <laughs> Nikolai's like, don't worry, you're pretty much gonna be beg for me to kiss you again, so. <laughs> we'll wait, we'll wait for that. So great. Boring parts of the story, in my Boring opinion. The they story. go and meet the king and queen. Yeah. The king says, and this is what I was alluding to earlier, the king uh, is convinced by Nikolai to put Alina in charge of the second army. Yeah. She's the new Darkling. 
Yep. She's the new Darkling. She's like, shit, well, sure, yeah, okay, I guess I can do this. And then we presume that Nikolai tells the king and queen, his parents, that he is Sturmhond, and that's where he's been, because he was supposed to be at school mm-hmm. in Ketterdam <laughs> at the university, uh, uh-huh. yeah. but he was paying somebody else to go to school for him. Which is really funny. And instead he's serving in the army, Too and his parents don't like, know that. Right, yeah. So great. <laughs> his parents suck. Like, the king and the queen suck. They're like the worst. So How bad. did they manage to rule Ravka? Who the fuck knows? Everybody just had, like, good conduct no and idea. order and discipline. It is made so obvious that Nikolai would make a better monarch than any of the people in his way. <laughs> like, like Lee makes it very clear. Even, like, his older brother's stupid. Oh, his older brother sucks. His older brother reminds me of the Duke from Moulin Rouge. <gasps> yes! Yes! Big vibes! I think that's... I yes. think he looks like that. I think he's got the same mustache. <laughs> and he talks like this. Like this. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember his name. Agree. I don't even remember his name either. Vasily. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Vasily. So, yeah. Nikolai's older brother. What name are we going to use? He uses all his money to gamble and raise thoroughbred horses and is always doing the... Like, Kentucky Derby. Like, I don't know. Doing like, rich people shit. Yeah, like rich, rich spoiled people shit. Yeah. Like, he's got a house in the Hamptons. Like, you know it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what he, he does. He has no interest in ruling, nope. and he just thinks it's going to come to him because he's the eldest-born son. Meanwhile, it easy to him, too. Exactly. Like he, it's not that hard it's to like, rule. It's like, oh, I was born to rule, you know, by divine right. Right. I was born he to totally be a king. totally believes that lie. Sure, yeah. Okay, fine. Meanwhile, Nikolai's working his ass off, and he... So he's a major... Mm-hmm. As a young guy, he's like a major in the army. He runs a regiment. He already knows that he has the loyalty of the first army. Mm-hmm. He is now partnered, with, if you can say that, yeah. with Alina, who ha- he has now placed as head of the second army. He is setting himself up so well. And I'm not even mad about it. No, not at all. He does it in such a great way. Yeah. Because he cares. He actually truly cares about Ravka. Yeah. And that, that comes through in, like, everything he does. This is what I loved about this book, is that not only is Nikolai this potential love interest that we get for Alina. Oh, but he I stand. Also, he runs this whole plot. This whole plot happens because of Nikolai. Like, the whole rest of the story is put into place by him. Correct. And he's smart, and he's funny, and he's witty, and oh. he's handsome, and he's a good leader. Like, he's mm. perfect. He's just perfect. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Thank you. Not at all. I agree with you 110%, which is why I was like, yes, Alina and him, because, like, he actually is doing it. He's like, girl, I respect you, and I I know you're better than me, so get up on this pedestal, but not in, like, a weird way. He's like, snap, snap, queen, use your powers. He's not like... I didn't get any of that from him, but go off. Because he's not dismissing her. He's not... I mean, yes, he's kind of playing her in a way because he wants... He knows what he wants. He's going to get it kind of thing. But he's using her powers to her advantage. He's not like the Darkling wanting to use Alina for only a certain thing and, like, for destruction and ruin. He's like, I want you to be in charge of the Second Army because right. you're super powerful and you know you're a Grisha. Like, you're, you're going to do good things. Like, complete trust. Here you go. He recognizes she has capabilities. Right. Even things that she doesn't recognize in herself yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, come yeah. on, man. This is so great. Like, he's he's seen the good in her for her. 
It's not based on some childhood thing. And for who she is now. Yeah, for not, who she is Not now. what she could be. I mean, kind of what she could be, but not what she was. Right. But yeah, Caesar for for the now parts. Which Mal is still having a very hard time with. So we get back to Os Alta. He is not happy about being there. They have a fight. They have a lot of fights. Because, like, she's trying to she's trying to help him be like, hey, you were a soldier. Be, like, my head of my personal security. Like, that gives you access to oh, me all the time. right, right, right. Yeah, 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 That, like, you can do things, you can protect me, and, like, that's what you want to do. And he's like, yeah, I want to. But then he becomes super jealous of all the times, like... She's going to, like, battle meetings with Nikolai, and she's helping the second army, and Mal is not part of that life. And he is watching from the outside in, and he can't come to terms with it. He, and then he starts projecting onto her because he doesn't know what else to do because he's not important in this, and it has to be about him, or he has to have a seat at the table, but the table's not designed for him, and he's having a real hard time with that. So yeah, Alina and him fight a bunch. And I was like, just get with Nikolai, because he's he's not fighting with you. Like, you don't have to fight for this. Why fuck with Mal when you could fuck Nikolai? I mean, are you wrong? <laughs> are you wrong? You're not! <laughs> I mean, not, not even that, just, just accepting, because Nikolai sees her as an ally, as an asset, and Mal doesn't. He sees her still as his childhood friend. It's friend. It's not even love interest. He he has a pull towards her, but I feel like that's just because that's all he's ever known, and he doesn't want to lose that. Now I've... that his other friends are gone, she's the only one left. Yeah. And he can't deal with that. I, I do agree with you that he can't deal with it. Right. I think he does have a place here. Right. But I don't think he's happy with it. I don't think Agreed. he wants, he doesn't want okay. to be in this world. To be here. He doesn't want to exist in this world of political intrigue and mm-hmm. these games that people have to play with each other. He wants to go, like, Live be a, a farmer. farmer. <laughs> <laughs> We're so on the same page. He just wants to go have that simple life and yeah. not the Paris and the coal kind. And <laughs> I disagree that okay. he doesn't uh, oh my battery's running running low whoops <gasps> that yeah. he uh that he doesn't see Alina so much as a love interest i think from the very beginning of this book like he is 100% committed to just like... being with her but i think the future that he sees isn't the one that is now being formed. Like, all of these greater, bigger plans are coming together. Thank you for getting that for me. These bigger plans are coming together, and he doesn't see where he fits into that. So this future is, like, deteriorating in front of his eyes. I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that. I just... He doesn't have a healthy way of dealing with it. No, not at all. Which is my next favorite part of this book, <laughs> is that he joins a fucking fight club. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure I said that. I was like, what? <laughs> I did say fight club somewhere. I know I did, but I was just like, really? This is how we're going to do it? And then on top of that, Alina like goes to see one of those fight club moments. Yep. And this motherfucking bitch, Mal, kisses Zoya. Oh! <gasps> Alina's oh, like, shit, arch I totally enemy. forgot about that. Yeah. 
oh no yeah, yeah he fucks like, up to get, big time to get like back at Alina for like not paying attention to him because she's doing like he didn't shit. know she was there which makes it worse worse so much worse oh, no. because that's right yeah fuck. he saw her afterwards and then he realized oh fuck which is like what bad people do when they're caught I'm just yeah, saying. It's just like, oh, you wouldn't have told her otherwise if she wasn't there, would Nuh-uh. you? And he he doesn't kiss Zoya out of, like, a wanting to be with somebody else, I don't think. I think it was very much like a big adrenaline rush. He's sitting here getting his ass kicked. He's in a fight club with other Grisha. Right. He's not a Grisha. Right. He's a human. Human. And he's getting his ass kicked. But he holds his own, and people love watching him get hurt. I feel like he's he's taking it as, like, a punishment on himself. Like, Mal... He's always self-punishing himself in this trilogy, and it's this very, like, weird self-flagellation type thing, and I'm... I don't... Oh, it kind of wears me out a little bit. Oh. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Sorry, I was thinking about his tattoo. I was like, yeah, he definitely punched himself with that one. (laughs) Sorry. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's the third one. But you're right. Have you seen Angels and Demons? I knew you were going to bring up that guy (laughs) that... Yeah, that hurts himself. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought he was doing. And I was like, Mal, you don't have to do this. Like, she likes you for who you are. You just can't like her for who she is. And that's not her fault. I think he can't picture himself in this world with these big players anymore. But is that because he doesn't want to do it? Or he, like, because he has the ability to, he just doesn't think he does, but everybody else is, like, believing in him. He has such a low opinion of himself. Right. And Alina has a really low opinion of herself, too, which is something that they bond over that I don't like. That's toxic AF. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. So at this point in the story, I was very, like, iffy on Mal. Yeah. But the way that Alina responds to it gives us one of the best scenes in the book. Which is what? (laughs) Actually, let me ask. (laughs) You're like, I guess. Which one? (laughs) Um, isn't this where she goes and she's talking to Nikolai and they're sitting on the, they're sitting on the dock together? Or is this later? It's very close in timing. You explain, I'll just listen. Okay, so here we go. Here's what happens. <laughs> Alina's pissed, obviously. Mal has kissed Zoya because he's, again, a stupid boy. Men are trash. And she, like, angrily stomps down to the dock and sits down. This is the same dock where, like, Bagra, Bagra, fuck, Bagra's hut was. This is where she has all these memories of, like, learning. I don't think they say any of this in the book, but this is where all these memories are of her learning to use her power Mm -hmm. and all those moments that she had with the Darkling pre-the betrayal. Pre-backstab. But Nikolai is also there. I don't know if he comes in later. He was already there. And so they're just sitting next to each other and talking like two normal people. They're not talking about strategies or politics, and they're just talking to each other. And at some point, Alina notices that they're sitting really closely together, and their shoulders are touching, and their thighs are touching, and she, like, looks at him, and he says, I want to kiss you. And she, of course, has to come up with some smart-ass retort, like, you already kissed me. He's like, 
but I want to do it again. And I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. It's happening! It's happening! And then... Oh, yeah. She, After all the nastiness. Yeah, she leans in, and she thinks that they're gonna kiss. Oh, and, Nikolai, my bad. Yeah, and then he says that... But I don't... I don't want to kiss you until... Ah, yeah. Not until you're thinking of me instead of trying to forget him. Yes. Oh my gosh. So this is the first point in time where I'm like, oh wait. I didn't view him as an actual love interest until this point in time. Really? Yeah, because beforehand he just wanted to use her. Now I think, oh, he actually likes her. And they could be something more. Now I'm like, oh hell yeah. Team Nikolai. I mean, I was always Team Nikolai, but now I'm Team Nikolai and Alina. I don't know what their couple name is. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't care. But, did I miss something big? Uh, most of just, like, the stuff that led up to it, um, the, like, the fight with Mal, because it's a pretty big fight, and this goes into, again, like, some of my dislikes of him, is just, like, the little things. Alina's like, Nikolai isn't telling people that I'm immortal or I can perform miracles. And he goes, no, he's just letting them believe it. She goes, why are you so ready to attack him? Why are you so ready to defend him? There's that portion. And then, and it's like, we do have a purpose. We came here for Ravka. We know, Alina, you came here for Ravka, for the Firebird to lead the army. I came here for you. You're yeah. my flag. You're my nation. You're my flag. You're my nation. Yeah, that, but that doesn't seem to matter anymore. Do you realize this is the first time we've really been alone in weeks? And they go on to, like, saying more icky stuff. And then... Icky stuff. Icky stuff. And, and then uh, he goes, I know I haven't had much experience, but I've kissed enough girls to know what that means. Don't worry, it won't happen again. I'm like, this motherfucker. Oh, no. And then she goes, don't you can that. fix this. I told myself, you can make this right. Like, you don't have to make it right, girl. He fucked up. It's not your fault. It's not your problem. Don't. Yeah, that hurt me a lot. Yeah. This is, because I think this speaks to things that women feel in a lot of relationships is that regardless of what happens, you could have fucked up or the other person could have fucked up, but you feel it's your responsibility to fix it. So that, that one physically pained me. Yeah. That, that fight. And it hits me a lot more because of my past life. And that's why I don't, I can recognize that in Mal and I'm like, that's, that's not good for anybody. It's only going to be fine when Mal says it's fine. And it, it's, he, when he doesn't want it to be fine, it's not going to be fine. And that's just sucks for Alina as a, as a human character. As a, as a lady, it's just like, that's not what you want. That's not what you want to see. Yeah. I completely forgot what the fight was actually about, because I was so excited about the scene after, where right. it's like, yeah. oh, yes, we're gonna... Nikolai to the Nikolai! But yeah, it's because, like, he shows up or something like that. Like, Mal shows up and she's talking to him and then the Darkling approaches, like, out of nowhere because of the Raylo thing. Yeah. The Force Dyad thing. And uh, she can't, or I think it's the opposite, sorry, Alina's talking to the Darkling and then Mal shows up and he's like, what's happening? And she can't tell him yet. Right, because so, she's, she's still keeping that secret. About everything. He's like, oh, I think he can tell. Yeah, he can tell that she's keeping something mm -hmm. from him. Yeah. And so, okay, they're, they're both... They're both fucking up. Yeah. They shouldn't be together at this point. Right. They need to take some time apart and learn maybe about like themselves. Date Nikolai. <laughs> right. Show you maybe what a true man is. <laughs> marry the prince, future <laughs> king. Like, who's to say? Who's I to don't say? know. Maybe that that's what you have to do in order to grow. <laughs> but yeah, then we um, 
get to basically planning for the defense of the little palace because they go she goes Alina goes to like this party or whatever this fancy um the Gritsky party or whatever it's called and she kind of learns that like the Darkling is having his own stuff and she brings that back to Nikolai and they start okay how do we how do we do it? It's almost like another training montage of like the yep. fabricators working They're together for like stuff. potions, bombs. David's more building ships. those big um, discs yeah, that so are designed Alina to can... reflect Alina's light, so mm-hmm. they can just take out his whole like, Nichevoya army at once. Yeah, which in theory, mm-hmm. great idea. Great idea. Stellar. Perfect. Absolutely amazing. It's totally gonna work. Yup. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Um, that leads to, like, the dinner party. This is Nikolai's birthday. This is Nikolai's birthday party. Oh, wait, party. I do want to say something about Nikolai's birthday. Um, bef- uh, It's da- my birthday. Da- da- Shoot, I can't find it. Gosh dang it. Anyways. What was it about? It's the part where Alina, like, writes a fake letter in her head. And oh, she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my deepest regrets to the king and queen of Ravka. I'm not going to be able to attend this dinner for your son's birthday because Mal kissed somebody else and I'm upset about it and I wanted to kiss him or I didn't want him to kiss me. I don't know. Anyways, I can't come to this party. Yep. It's funny because, like, they have, like, this little back and forth, Nikolai and her, he calls her, like, an idiot or whatever in, like, a loving, like, endearing way, not like a, you're an absolute stupid scum-faced idiot. And then Alina signs it, Alina Starkov. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> it's, it's so cute. I love it so cute because when you boil it all down, this is a young adult book. Mm-hmm. And the the romance in it is very perfect for the young adult genre. Yep. And so I love that she's having all of these thoughts about, like, I, I wanted to kiss him, but I didn't want to kiss him, and now I don't know where I stand, and now I'm just all over the place, so I'm sorry, I can't do social interaction right now. That's all I wanted to say. Now we can move on to the climactic action. Which is the dinner party. And yes. And Vasily, like... Idiot. Actually, like, fake trying to, like, run a country. Because he's like, oh, Nikolai's doing it better than me. I need to one-up him. And so he's like, yeah, uh, we have this new thing with the Ferds. Like, they're not gonna... The Ferdians. They're not gonna... Um, I say Fjordans. Fjordans. That's probably... I. It, that's how I say it in my head. <laughs> um... And he's like, yeah, now we have allies, blah, 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 blah. And then Nikolai goes, which roads? Why did in the... Because they had a blockade to, like, basically help protect everything in Ravka because they know the Darkling has been trying to, like, use Yeah, and things. Fjorda is the country directly to the north of the Ravkin border. Yep, and Nikolai was like, when did you lift the blockade? How long have the roads been open? And then Vasily's just like, what difference does it? And Nikolai's like, how fucking long, you whore? You stupid mother. He goes, a little over a week. And uh, everybody, and then Nikolai starts putting the pieces together. He's like, oh god, the Darkling is like on his way. And then as if on cue, bells start ringing. And it's fucking go time. Because all because Vasily was just like, I can do this too. Let me play Prince. You can't. You're simple. <laughs> Stop it. So yeah, they don't even like get out the door before the windows burst open. The Nichovai, or however you say it, because you're better at it. 
like they the Nietzsche little, the little darklings I'm probably come totally in. butchering that but and they swarm in it's all like get the king to safety this and oh no the queen's kind of trying to be torn apart by things and like I think Vasily dies at some point yeah Vasily gets like his arm ripped out and he bleeds to death yeah arm from his socket and then like the queen's freaking out because of that and Nikolai's like to me and like the battle begins and then like the, everybody which they the were very not prepared for at this point right because that training montage was a building montage not a yep. practice montage they're all they're like halfway there but the darkling is like surprise bitch here I am now I'm here and so everything kind of gets consumed in chaos and the part of the plan bridges on Alina getting up to the top of of one of the buildings so she can use the light and hit the discs and the discs can be like maneuvered around almost like a um like a battle gun in of sorts and can be directed at the at the shadows to kill them uh but in order for things to happen like that she needs a couple of other people people are up on the top and again it's just chaos and she doesn't get she starts doing what she's supposed to do but some of them break out and attack the people who are helping her, leaving one guy with severe PTSD because he saw the love of his life just dying. Yeah, of his one arms. of her friends. It's one of her like ethereal Kai friends mm-hmm. gets like shredded open. Mm-hmm. It all of a sudden turns very Not bloody <laughs> and awful. It's like Maria something. Her like name that. Is Maria. Yeah. Nadia or Maria, something like that. I think it's Maria. Rip. Because Nadia is, I think, in the other book. But no. yeah, oh, and she's so- dead now. They go to this church as, like, a place of, like, gathering to try to get him away because, for some reason, the apparat appears again and is like, I'm a good guy now, and you're like, I don't believe you, but I don't trust you at all. You're better than the Darkling right now, and so the apparat's using, like, a secret tunnel system within the church, and so Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Through the mountains! Through the churches! Through the churches! Of Ravka, down below... Anyway, um, that's a that's a banger. <laughs> oh my god, that's a number one top hit. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna release a song. But anyways, <laughs> you were on a roll. I totally. Oh no, you're off. fine. I loved it. It made me laugh. So Alina's like trying to evacuate everybody to this chapel to get away because Nikolai should be getting in like the youngins, the younglings, the off Master in- Skywalker. <laughs> Thank God that doesn't happen. There's too we, many of them. We think. Um, but Nikolai is charged with getting, like, the young, the young Grisha out of, out of the area into safety, because, like... Right, because this is where the little palace is, where yeah. all the Grisha train. Mm-hmm. So we come to a standoff in this church. Yes. And Alina's trying to buy time so everybody can, like, get away, and the shadows are on the Darkling side, and it comes to a head of the Darkling versus Alina. And so... He's going, like, he know, you know, his, like, evil monologue. Like, look around you. You're surrounded. I've got you surrounded. You're like, I get it. We're surrounded by shadows. I get it, friend. But she's, like, <laughs> allowing this to happen again. Like, everybody get the fuck. Come on. I got this. I got this shit. And so Lena starts to... It looks like another betrayal, sort of. And we're getting strong at the end of yeah, like she's like she's gonna join him finally, and this is what he truly wants, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to destroy her; Mm -hmm. he wants her power, and he kind of sort of wants her. Mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still iffy on that. 
I think. I didn't really feel it. But regardless, he wants her power. He doesn't want to kill her. And Mal's trying to be, like, right there. And uh, I don't know what his intentions are. But Alina's trying to take care of it. And Mal keeps like, she's mine! You'll never have her! And Alina's like, if you could shut the fuck up right now, I can fix this. And then, um... Genya, sh- or Genya shows up as another twist in the knife from the Darkling. She's horribly disfigured. And he's like, yeah. we can fix this. By being on my side, I won't hurt any more of your friends. And Alina's like, oh no, what the fuck? Um, and again, she she pulls a... Uh, she lets everybody believe that she's going to join the Darkling side and says to Bal, I've loved you all my life, Mal. Gag for me. There is no end to our story. Our story. Yeah, there is no end to our story. And he's freaking out, and light calls to like, and she goes, "My power is yours," and like she kisses him. Yeah. She kisses Woo! And the power flowed through her. The power of the stag, a strong heart beating in both of our bodies. The life he'd taken, the life I had tried to save. She also felt the darkling's power, the power of the black heretic, the power of the fold. Light calls to like. Um, Say it again. Like, call <laughs> My power is yours, and yours is mine. Ooh, yes! This is like Whoa. my favorite Alina part in the whole freaking trilogy. And then all of a sudden, some, uh... She reached across the connection, and he can feel that, and he goes, what are you doing? Um, and she grabs a hold of the Darkling's powers and starts to kill... The Nichovaya. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Starts to kill them. Sounded good. uh, Calling on his power because his power controls them. So she's like, if I touch this power, his power can kill the little monsters. And so it does. So things start falling. Darkling's freaking the fuck out. And he's like, stop it! Stop it! You'll kill us both! And she's like, yes. I was like, (laughs) yo, Alina is so badass. And this scene is honestly, it's top tier. It's ridiculous. And what I think is really funny, because we all talk about the science, it's not explained. This next part, this was not the small science. I was like, <laughs> This was magic, something ancient at the making at the heart of the world. And I was like, okay, I guess it's explained right here, whatever. But Olina somehow gets away from the Darkling. She severs that connection, and the church starts breaking apart, and yeah, she Yeah, everything's crumbling on top of them. Yep. She escapes into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And they meet up with the apparat and, like, his weirdo cult that has. Yeah, he a has been amassing a cult in the undergrounds that worships her. Yeah. Yep. Because we, we didn't talk about how there were all of these. Oh, yeah. Um, like, weirdo pop up. Pilgrims. Pilgrims. All these pilgrims that came outside the gates of Os Alta when they knew she was there. Because they're, like, part of this religion that worships her. Mm-hmm. So now she's being taken into these secret underground facilities where they worship her. Mm-hmm. They worship the Sun Summoner. But guess what? She can't summon sun anymore. There's no sun underground, either. We learn that she can't call on her power after this big, massive, darkling fight. And that worries her, and that's kind of where we leave it. The end! The end of the second book is, like, on a cliffhanger. Yeah, this one's pretty cliffhangery. Because it's like, we're into the caves! Oh, by the way, I can't do my power, so maybe I'm not the savior of Ravka. 
Anyway, <laughs> enjoy the end of the book. Moving on. What? <laughs> what? I couldn't imagine ending it on this book and being like, what? Is there a third book? And then waiting a whole nother year before the next one comes out, because they came out in 2012, 13, 14. Ah, okay. I just looked this up yesterday. I okay. just, I don't just know this. I was like, that's impressive. I mean, but I yeah. know it now, but... I'd be pissed. Yeah. Pissed. Gosh. Um, so, what are your thoughts on all of it? This is my favorite book in the trilogy. As I have been reading... You didn't write down that exact thing. I said, this one's the best, convince me otherwise. <laughs> Um, as I was reading other people's reviews of Shadow and Bone, now a lot of people, especially now that we're reading them now, uh-huh. don't like the romance in Shadow and Bone so much. They think it's really, really young. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. It this is young adult people. This yeah. is not new adult. This is not like crossing over any lines or boundaries. Like Mm-mm. this is strictly young adult book. I'll say is... it. I said it twice already. I'll say it again. Yeah, um, absolutely. I loved how you're immediately dropped into the Darkling finding Alina and Mal in the beginning. Because honestly, I wasn't interested in hearing about their refugee lifestyle. Thank God we only dealt with it for a dozen pages, maybe. Yep. I love now that we're able to recognize that Jesper makes a Easter egg pop-up in here. That's so cool. Um, I can't wait to talk about Six of Crows. I love Jesper so much. (laughs) Don't. DM me if you don't love Jasper because <laughs> you're a psycho and I hate you. Um, and, and the pace just keeps on keeping on for yep. pretty much all of this book. Nikolai is such a great character. Oh both is Sturmhand, both is him. The reveal of him being both characters is absolutely fantastic. His dialogue, I wrote down, his dialogue so is the standout star of this book. He... Is so fantastic. Yes. I love so him so much. full of himself, but in a good way, because it's true. Yeah. He projects this confidence, uh-huh. and there's only one or two times where you realize that part of it's an act, but he really, he's a great strategist, he's a good leader, people want to follow him, and people want to believe in his vision of a united Ravka, mm-hmm. and here's the interesting part, with Nikolai and the Darkling, they both want a united Ravka, but the way they're going about it is so different. Yep. So the Darkling, he's like very much of the, you can always count on people to fear you, and Nikolai's opposite, he's like, he wants people to love him. Mm-hmm. And people do love him, yeah. and people do feel fear the Darkling, so now it's becoming it was less about Alina in this book to me than it was which one of these powers wins. Is it going right. to be fear or love? And when mm-hmm. I put it like that, you're like, oh, well... Obviously, does this it does. It's a young adult Obviously, novel. we know what's going to happen, but... You don't. I don't know, do we? The way that this book ends, it's very morbid. Like, Alina's trapped underground without her powers. Oh, shit. Now what? Um, and we don't know if Nikolai survived. We don't know any of the aftermath of the Dark Lane's attack. Because we're underground, and that's it. Yeah. So we don't we, even know if Nikolai's alive. That's right. Yeah. Or yeah. if the Baga got out, or if the little other Grisha or, or Grisha are safe. Like, we don't yeah. know these things. So. That's true. Talk about big-ass cliffhanger. Yeah. Mm-mm. What about you? What'd you think? Like I said, loved it. I absolutely love it. And I think one of his, Sturmhund's, like, best quotes 
which is difficult to say best quote, but one oh, of no. his best quotes is, go when people 10. say impossible, they usually mean improbable. Yes. And I, ah, I love that so much. And anytime is, like, you know, for two people with a love eternal, you're awfully insecure. Talking about <laughs> Alina and Mao. <laughs> he calls them out. He's like, next time, bring a flask. Every time he changes his mind, take a sip. Like, just going off. I can't decide if you're an idiot or an idiot. <laughs> and Mal, uh, Mal says something like, calls him, oh, you're such a perfect prince. And Nikolai's like, you know, of all the things I've been called, that one is the most correct. He's <laughs> <laughs> just, I love him. Oh, what is it? When Alina, uh, I just had it. It's right here. Um, rebuild the second army, defeat the Darkling, destroy the fold, free Ravka, call it what you like. But that all sounds suspiciously like saving the world. Yes! It's like he just calls it like it is, and he's so great. And I absolutely loved him as a character, as a, a potential love interest for Alina, as yeah. like a good savior of this story. He is the good in this world, and it's important. I, I'm just doing weird things with my hands now because I don't know what to do because I love him so much. I'm here for it. Continue, please. And then we get to the dislikes. Just straight up, ow, fuck that man. Like, for all the reasons I said, I won't beat the dead horse, but I don't think he deserves Alina in the slightest just because of how he's treating her, even when she's not looking, even when she is trying to be something more than herself because she recognizes she has the power to do so, and she has that power so she's going to help people because she was given this gift. And he can't abide by that. And he's like, no, fam, we're going to go live on this farm. Fuck the world. And it's just like, if you don't save the world, we're not going to have a world to live peacefully in. Get your priorities together. And he's like, mm, nope, nope, you're my priority, just you. And it's like, cool, but I have shit to do. Don't shame me into, like, not helping. But anyway, um, I just think that he manipulates her and her feelings. And it makes herself doubt everything that she's, like, worked hard to build herself up to. And I think that's just disappointing. Um because she is more than who she thought she was, and she's coming into her own. And in and, and this particular book, he can't deal with that, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Because she's so strong. Like, she doesn't want to be alone, and she's afraid, and she only knows one person, and it's, and it's Mal, and she doesn't want to let that go for other things. So. But yeah, uh, other things that I liked, uh, when she takes the pow Darkling's power for a hot second... The whole Kylo, the whole Kylo yes. Ray thing. Oh, yes. loved it just as much it. as I did in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, so good. I mean, Star Wars, not like yeah, no, yeah. No. because it's you so it. it's so good. Like, there's a part where it's like she thinks she's kissing Mal, and it turns out to be the Dark Lane, and you're like, I'm so conflicted. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that's when she wakes up, and then yes. Mal comes in. And Ma and this is after fight. one of her and Mal's fight. How do we not talk about this part? I'm oh my god, the conflict. The conflict is so real. Because uh, I thought it was in the third one, that's why. But that wouldn't make sense, would it? The conflict was so real within me because her and Mal have like had a fight, and he's like yeah. in her personal guard and guards yeah, her door. <laughs> so she thinks that he comes into her room and doesn't say anything. 
But she gets the feeling, oh, I don't want to fight anymore. Let's, you know, kiss and make up. Let's just make out. And she's like, heck yeah, I totally want to make out. I definitely want to make out with Mal right now. I missed you, Mal. I missed you so much. My arms glided up his back, twined around his neck. He kissed me. I sighed into the welcome press of his mouth. Felt his weight slide over me and ran my hands down the, over his hard muscles of his arms. If Mal, was, if Mal was still with me, if he could still love me, then there was hope. And she's talking about it. And I looked into Mal's eyes, his familiar blue eyes that I knew even better than my own. Except they weren't blue. In the dying lamplight, they glimmer, glimmered quartz gray. He smiled then, a cold, clever smile like none I'd ever seen on his lips. I missed you too, Alina. That voice, cool and smooth as glass. Mal's features melted into a shadow and then, re and then formed again like a mist from the face. The darkling rested one gentle hand on my cheek. Soon, he whispered. And she screamed and then knocked myself. <gasps> I screamed! I knocked myself out. What page is that on? Uh, 370. Okay, yeah. That what a great scene. I am conflicted because um for some reason I still wanted to work out with the dark lane. I'm like maybe he'll maybe he'll change his mind. He'll see the error of his ways. Because this is not a consensual interaction. Yeah. Um so that that bothers me, but at the same time reading in books is not the same thing as acting on stuff in real life. So I look I get that. Yeah. I get it. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but dang, it was kinda hot though. <laughs> <laughs> because she was consenting to Mal and so that's who she thought it was. And yeah. it wasn't I'm going to hell, first of all. <laughs> I mean, I'll see you there. So it's fine. Um yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene. Uh, Alina Alina feels so alone throughout a lot of this book, and that made me really sad, because mm -hmm. even though this is how I think Lee Bardugo makes such a great makes such a great story out of something that if you were to see it from the outside and just hear the onset of, oh, it's this girl, she comes into amazing powers, and she's got three super hot love interests. Two and a half super hot love interests. <laughs> and... You're like, oh my god, seriously, this has got to be a Mary Sue type character. But even with all of these love interests, Alina still is super lonely. Mm -hmm. And it becomes really prevalent in this book, and it just made me very sad that she has to bear the burden of a lot of this alone, and she has to figure out a lot of this stuff alone. She's the only person it's happening to. The only other person who understands is the Darkling. Yep. Yep. It's pretty fucked up. It is pretty fucked up. Makes me sad. But what do you rate this book? We're in Glad of Order. What do you rate it? I gave this book a four. Samesies! Stop it! I said apparently four. How do we keep doing this? Only because of Sturmhund and the Dyad stuff. Oh my god, literally, yes. The same. Yeah. I said spice? Nah, not needed. But the kisses between Alina and Nikolai, though. <laughs> The don't There's punch only me. one. I know. The don't punch me. I think they kiss again. Or like maybe it's like No, a... it's just like the almost one. Uh, still though. Trust the, me. The, 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 I, the... That I would commit to memory. Ugh. <laughs> 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 even even that. Super good. They said rereadability, easy good. Yeah. I pretty much reread it this morning. I was excited about it. <laughs> You're gonna love this. Readability. Good. Easy. Except for any scene with mouth. He can leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Super funny. Dang. 
I absolutely love this book. It's really good. This is the star of the trilogy for me. I would agree. 100%. We get more characters, we get more depth, we get more lore, we get more everything in this book. We get Nikolai, Nikolai, and don't forget the other boy in the band, Nikolai. That's it. It's need, I, need I go on? No. He's one of my favorite fictional characters, period. Agreed. He makes the top ten. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he's so great. And this is, this is where I think nah. Lee Bardugo shows her talent in writing mm-hmm. witty... Oh, uh, yeah. Not just witty characters, but witty dialogue. Yes. That's what propels her other books for me. Mm-hmm. That's really what's shown in this one that I didn't get as much of in Shadow and Bone. There was some. Right. It was like the base book. It had to be the base book. It had to cover a lot of ground, but yeah. now she can build upon that. We yeah. already have some ideas of what Ravka is. We're getting introduced to new places so we can relate them to different things and that we know the plot and we know that, okay, this is the second amplifier. Let's go. How do we get that? And, and all what the characters, happens next? All the characters are like saying kind of funny things sort of in the beginning Alina, like, wants to push the Darkling off the edge of a ship yeah. just because she's angry at him. And she's like, yeah, he's 400 years old and all, but can he swim? <laughs> that shit's hilarious! I laughed. I thought it was fucking funny. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Overall, great look. I agree. Obviously. I don't know what else there is to say, say, man. <laughs> so good. I'm just... I'm so thrilled to find out in the series how they're gonna move forward and like is Netflix gonna take Siege and Storm and make it the whole second season are they gonna draw it out who are they gonna cast as Nikolai that's the real question I like I don't know I also don't know who I would dream cast as Nikolai other than my husband because (laughs) on top of on top of all the things I love about Nikolai's character. Nikolai reminds me of my husband very much. He's got a strong moral compass. He is a born leader. He's tall, blonde hair, blue eyed. He's hot. <laughs> got a moustache? Oh, I yeah. Can, I can picture Nikolai with a moustache. Yeah, Nikolai. Know, older Nikolai true. would have a mustache. Nikolai at AJ's age would have a mustache. Mm-hmm. And so I think that makes me extra love this character. That, like, this is. This, yeah, anyways. I love it. I'll stop. It's too mushy. I hate myself. No. Cool. Anyways, bye. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> well, this has been the whatever episode of whatever episode. I'm just kidding. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. I actually don't know off the top of my head. I think this is the ninth one. Nine. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, this is nine. We're almost to ten. Ten is Rune and Rising. That's fucking crazy. I can't believe all of you are still with us. We're really excited that like, you're taking this journey with us and liking our stuff and being active on our Facebook, our Instagram, in real life. Yeah, we had our boss. Alyssa and I work together. <laughs> our boss asked us about this podcast the other day. Super funny. Um, he's like, so what's it about? I'm like, sir, we literally don't have enough time to talk to you about that, honestly. <laughs> Unless you've got three hours, you can make it part of the podcast. But it's it's just been so fun. We enjoy doing this so much. Um, Hopefully, at some point, we'll be able to get it on a more consistent schedule and be able to tell you when to expect new episodes and new content. Put out a thing today. Oh, cool! About that. But please follow us on all of our social medias. Everything but the book pod, Instagram, Twitter. 
TikTok. Mm-hmm. Email. Oh, yes. Email everythingbutthebookpod at gmail. Everythingbutthebookpod.com is the beautiful website that Alyssa created that I love very much that I have to update my TBR on because I've read a couple of those books on my TBR. Yeah. I'm very excited for the books we're reading next. I'm excited to do our quarterly wrap-up episode where we talk about all the other books we've read that we aren't doing individual episodes on. Yes. Um, Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But also... It depends on you. Tell us what you guys want to know, want to want us to listen to, or listen to, want us what? to, I don't know, anymore. The new Justin Bieber album. <laughs> uh, what you guys want us to read. Um, yeah. We have so many fun, exciting things planned, and we can't wait to share them with you. Yeah. Yeah! So hit us up. Yeah, if by any chance, by God, you're still listening. We love you! Love you so much. This okay. has been... Sarah and Alyssa. Bye. Bye.